Welcome back to the Rise Podcast. Jacob, how you doing? Doing well, Roger. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. The Cowboys are doing pretty good this year. Um, even though you gave them some flack for their, their loss a couple weeks ago. Hey, man. If, if I'm gonna... And I think they responded pretty well this last <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jones took my, my DM to him personally. Yeah. Uh, right at that ship road. Look, I just, I'm a Bears fan, right? I'm used to bad football teams. So, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like, um, sometimes the Cowboys are a little too close to that. Uh, but also, as a Bears fan, I just hate Mike McCarthy. And so I have to give him a hard time no matter what. That's true. So. I can't, I can't actually necessarily argue, argue on that one. That was a hard pill to swallow when, when he first got. Got the job. Yep, that was a little bit of a surprise. So, speaking of surprising things, today we are going to continue to talk about our "That's What She Says" series, where we look and learn from the lives of women in the Bible. So, today we're going to talk about a pretty important woman, um, Mary, (laughs) mother, (laughs) Mary, mother of Jesus. Um, Like you kind of talked about in the sermon, um, it's pretty likely that we all have some kind of understanding of Mary. Um, she birthed Jesus. She's in all four of the Gospels. Um, she uh, sets up his first, uh, the first re- uh, recorded miracle that Jesus performed, and she was at the crucifixion. She remained faithful throughout uh, his life on earth and was uh, pretty active in the early church. So uh, since she is in and has spoken in the Bible a fair amount of times, what passage did you land on and how did you start this sermon off? Man, uh, this was this was a tough one because, as you've just noted, Mary is all over the place in Scripture. She's, she's in all the Gospels and uh, in Acts, and she's just very, very... And then, of course, in early church history, all over the place. So... Uh, I actually went with, uh, and this is appropriate, right? Because this is the time of year we talk about this. Sort of yeah, it is, yeah. I talked right. about yeah. Uh, what's known as the Annunciation, <clears throat> which is uh, when Gabriel came to Mary and uh, let her know that she was going to be having Jesus. And uh, I picked that uh, for a couple of reasons. One was, and I think we'll talk about this in a second, uh, we live in a really Catholic city here in St. Louis, and Mary and Catholicism have a long and interesting history. Correct. So I really wanted to kind of set some of the stage with that. Uh, but also because Mary does a lot of speaking here. And I think really reveals some of her character. Uh, I was always taught growing up that your character is the most revealed when, when not when things are easy, but when things are hard. And uh, having a, you know, flaming, mysterious, crazy angelic being appear to you and communicate a message to you seems like a pretty hard moment in life. And so uh, I think what Mary says and does in this passage is uh, really indicative of who she is. And and although we see that character in the rest of her interactions in scripture, I think there's really a lot for us here to be impressed with and to learn from. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And it was a pretty uh, lengthy uh, passage, but I do um, remember thinking that, like, uh, going back to the fact that, you know, she says a lot in this passage and you, you really do kind of get a good picture of, you know, the type of person she is and, and kind of, you know, 
I don't know, like you said, it's just that's a crazy thing that to happen to you. And so, like, just to kind of see a little bit where her head was at and, and how she responded was was really kind of a cool thing to look at. Yeah, we have, like, this, you know, precious moments angel concept in our head today. But this is, like, the beginning of the Gospels. Like, angels are, like, terrifying beings in the Old Testament and in intertestamental yeah. literature. And, um, you know, so this is not some, like, peaceful little scene. Like, this is... The scariest moment of her life. Right. And she responds really well. Right. So uh, you started off with the scripture. You wanted to start off with a scripture, but you uh, said, which I thought was interesting, you <laughs> wanted to start by talking about what we don't see in the scripture. Yes. And so <clears throat> I have a few questions for you. All uh, right. <laughs> uh, starting with uh, what is this term dogma? And what does this have to do with the mother of Jesus? Yes. So uh, the word dogma is defined by certain branches of Christianity as truth revealed by God, which the church has declared as binding and necessary for faith. In other words, uh, a dogma is something that uh, Christians really have to believe in order to be appropriately following Jesus. All right. That's a dogma. And in Roman Catholicism, there are uh, dogmas about Mary, right? So there are, uh, Roman Catholicism says there are certain things that if you're following Jesus, you need to believe that these things are binding and they are necessary for your faith. Uh, we call these the Marian dogmas. Uh, and they, they're really just kind of uh, information about Mary, um, the Catholic Church would call them facts about Mary, that uh, about who she is or how she lived her life, uh, that because of the particular view of Mary that Catholicism has, are viewed as necessary for your following Jesus. And if you talk to a good Catholic, right, uh, there are going to be several passages of Scripture uh, that... Uh, get mentioned as you talk about Marian dogmas, but one that almost always comes up is this annunciation scene. And so as we're talking about this annunciation scene in a very Catholic city with lots of ex-Catholics, right. uh, even I think a couple people who still call themselves <clears throat> Catholics sitting in our congregation or watching online, uh, really wanted to be really clear here right. on uh, what scripture says about Mary and then what scripture maybe doesn't say about Mary uh, and uh, kind of the, the limits and, and lines there. Yeah, I, I thought that was um, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting to kind of hear that. And and it's funny because so my mom, if you would if you would have asked her what her religion was when I was younger, it would be Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't necessarily practice it, but. She would have said that. So I had some understanding. Like, I remember always thinking, like, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Like, there was something that was really important about yep. this lady. And, you know, you see the the statues and things like that. So it, it was interesting to kind of see that. It was also interesting because I, I don't think I, I fully understood the fact that there were certain things you had to believe about the mother of Jesus to kind of to be part of that. To, right. to you know, to... to have that belief in Christ too. So that was really uh, interesting to learn about. Yeah. And, and just so we're all on the same page here, right? I mean, there are, 
like the things that Catholics believe about Mary have uh, some sort of historical backing, right? These right. are not things that were just made up out of thin air. Right. My pushback to my Catholic friends, and I have many Catholic friends. I have a graduate degree from a Catholic university. Um, you know, my pushback is, hey guys, this that you might believe this, right? There might be historical precedent for this sort of thing even but to elevate these concepts to the idea of dog to the level of dogma as necessary and binding just seems a step too far uh certainly for someone like me who is very mere christian right i mean i'm 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 not even someone who's like oh yeah you got to have a fully worked out soteriology in order to be saved no like like I, i i believe in pretty simple faith and mere christianity as the thing that's going to to bring you before God's judgment seat someday. But, uh, you know, uh, some of these things just seem to step, step too far. So uh, the dogmas, the Marian dogmas are Mary's perpetual virginity. All right. So this is not the virgin birth. That's a that's a, a different thing. Uh, the virgin birth is encased in the creed. That's something that um, is, I would argue, is considered part of mere Christianity. But... Oh, we can talk about that in another episode, too. Um, but Mary's perpetual virginity is the idea that Mary remained a virgin her entire life. She never had any kids other than Jesus. All right? So Mary doesn't have other kids. It's just Jesus. Uh, another Marian dogma is the Immaculate Conception. All right? And that's the idea that Mary is conceived miraculously. Again, not the virgin birth, not Jesus conceived miraculously. We, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary being conceived immaculately without the stain of sin. Uh, and then another Marian dogma is what we call the bodily assumption. And that is that Mary was taken into heaven after, well, not after, before she died. Like, quote unquote, at her moment of death, right? She's, she's taken up into heaven. Again, not Jesus being ascended in Acts 1, Mary being assumed into heaven uh, as as well. And so those are kind of the Marian dogmas that um, I, I dug into here and said, hey, look, when we look at Luke, when we look at the Annunciation, um, and we look at other biblical passages about Mary, um, these are not clear readings of the text. They're extra biblical, right? And, and I didn't, and I don't say that in order to divide, but in order to clarify, right? So I want to be really clear here. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, I believe the Marian dogmas, or you're thinking about coming to a rise or whatever the case may be, and you're like, well, you know, I think I do believe that. You are welcome to be here. Right. Right? We're glad that you are interested in this. Um, We're glad that you're here. But I I want you to know that if you come here to a rise, right, that's not part of the ethos of our faith here, right? We're a little more skeptical about the necessity of these things for following Jesus, right? Not that they're problematic inherently, uh, because there are literally hundreds of millions of Christians who believe these things, right. uh, but that you don't have to believe these things in order to be following Jesus. Uh, and so, again, in this message, I just really wanted to kind of make that clear, especially given our context here at Arise, uh, just make it really clear, hey, you can believe these things, um, but... That's not how we would read this passage, um, and we're a little more skeptical of the necessity of these things for faith. Right. Yeah. So after after we got um, that that background, that little bit of context, um, uh, and a little bit of what the scripture doesn't talk about, then you kind of wanted to uh, talk about what the scripture was saying, and um, I think it was three things to be 
specific. I believe they all started with the letter S. Uh, that sounds right. Yes. So, which, you know, we always appreciate here at, at Arise. A little bit of alliteration, yeah. standing, serving, and singing. Yes. <laughs> and so I actually really, to be honest, really uh, um, enjoyed these. I really enjoyed them because um, they're super practical and they really apply to us. Like when you see the, the, the three S's, like you're like, okay, like even before you know anything or go anywhere you know, further. And it's like, well, these are things that I, I could do and probably, you know, should do, you know, yeah. as Christians, we, I believe we want to do these things, but it's also something that we need to be reminded of. And so the first thing we looked at is Mary stood and you talked about this song that she sings to God and, and how many times she references God's work and what he's done. And so what, what is this? Uh, what about that shows how Mary stood? Yeah, I mean, Mary is aware of where she stands in the story of God, right? I mean, she uh, is 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 very aware that this is not her working; this is God working. She's 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 contextualized herself uh, particularly well. Um, at the same time, she also understands that her role is unique because of what she's doing, right? So Mary stands within the story of God, but she also stands out as an exemplar, right? Mary is is deeply important uh, to uh, the Christian story. She's, she's uh, in the words of uh, early Christianity, she's the Theotokos. She's the God-bearer. She's the mother of God, right? right. Not in any um, sort of biological sense, but because she gave birth to Jesus, right? And uh, I think... You know, Mary did a fantastic job of setting an example of someone who is willing to, you know, understand. Hey, this is who I am. This is the role I'm standing in. This is this is the place that I am uh, in in God's story, and this is this is what I can do. Uh, and and doesn't um, become you know uh, pig headed about it, as it were. She's very humble about this. She's aware, and yet she's humble. And I think there's uh, there's honor due her. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a great example there for us about how we think about where we stand in God's story and the roles in which we stand and uh, the ways that we can be focusing on God and bringing honor to Him uh, regardless of what we are doing. Yeah, again, I, I think that's really really good because, like you said, it it shows um, again, like you were saying, like where where we stand and how how she. You know, she has a song and she's singing a guy and she's telling, you know, talking about how much, uh, uh, you know, what his work is and, and how much he's and what he's done for us. And I just think that's, like you said, a really good reminder of something that that we need to we need to do. You know, she she did have a unique special role and she knew where where she stood. But we have a specific role and a, a specific purpose in life. And it's important to know where we stand and what we need to do. And so, you know, talking about this special role of Mary and knowing the the significance of Jesus really kind of brings this next point um, home because your second point is as Mary served, and I think that's just really needed and that's really important to think about. Um, you know, someone who's in that unique role of Mary, she served people, and to think about Christ who comes to earth to serve people and. You're talking about a woman who birthed Jesus and, and she was still 
out there serving and, and really living that life. And it's just really cool to think about um, the example that God or the example that uh, we have to see Mary serving as well, even in this discomfort and, and social pressure that you were talking about and, and kind of what was what was that about? Yeah, I mean, because, again, we're, we're used to this story, so it's easy for us to, you know, presume, hey, like, this isn't that big a deal. Like, I hear the Christmas story every year, and, you know, life life with a baby is hard, but it's not that hard. And, and we forget that, like, God is coming to Mary, and he's asking her not just to, you know, wreck her body bearing a child uh, and make her life difficult uh, because she's going to have to raise the Son of God. She is, uh, uh, from a societal perspective, she's committing adultery here. In a society that is very conservative, that is not even remotely okay with people getting pregnant out of wedlock, uh, that is going, and, and, and she's doing something that's going to uh, not only risk social rejection, but almost certainly cause her to come up, become a pariah and an outcast in her community. She's going to be cut off from her family. She's going to be cut off from her friends. Uh, she may have even faced the threat of, of, of death because of this. She may have been stoned to death. Uh, and instead of, you know, doing what a, a, a normal sane person would do and ask some follow-up questions of the angel, right? <laughs> hey, uh, can you can you explain to me how this can happen? No, Mary doesn't do that. She goes, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to what you've said. And I think that's just a crazy way to respond. Um, now, like... I will often talk about, like, I got called to be a church planter, right? I'm not. I've never been particularly happy about it. I'm especially not happy about it right now. Different <laughs> podcast for a different time, right? Like, this is not pleasant. But before I entered into something that I thought would be unpleasant and has turned out to be unpleasant, I asked a lot of questions, <laughs> right? I had Roger over to my house every month for a year trying to even think, is this really something I want to get myself into? Right. I read 10,000 pages. I was going to conferences and having conversations. Is this really something I want to do? I had a lot of questions that needed to be worked out. And that's how I respond to people asking me to serve, right? And Mary goes, yeah, I'm a servant of the Lord. I'll do whatever you ask. Right, that's crazy, and that is such a, a just a radical example of service, right? And so it's not even that this Mary's an example of like, oh, you know, show up to church and help people find their seats and or watch kids. It's like, hey, Mary's an example of we should be serving in ways that are going to make us uncomfortable. We should be willing to serve in ways that are going to make us unpopular. The people aren't going to like us for right. Like that's Mary's example. So it's just really intense and I just um you know I, I'm just I continue to be in awe of of her boldness to just do what God uh asked her to do. I wish I had that boldness uh, and that willingness to just get out there and just do what's been asked of me. Yeah that that that's that is kind of wild. Like you said just again just to have something that is such a uh a big <laughs> situation and like you said the the first off just having you know an angel approach you like you were saying how it's referenced in the old testament and things like that like it already had to have been pretty wild and then to just 
you know, those those are just one of those things that's like, okay, there's no way anyone you would be sitting there thinking like, oh, maybe he'll ask me to, you know, do this crazy thing that's obviously never been done and could also cause all these issues just with, you know, how I how I look to the world. And she just says, yeah, I'm, I'm here to serve. And I think that's crazy because, like you said, it kind of relates back to that first one. Like she knew where she stood um, with God. And so it didn't really matter where she stood, you know, on earth. She wasn't really worried about that because she knew where she stood with him. And so I think that's that's pretty important. That That's a huge reminder of the fact that, like you said, not to to just. Well, of course, to serve in, in, in normal or regular situations, but to have boldness to to step out and serve in, in other situations. That's really, um, really important. And so then I think we moved on to Mary Sang. And I know we talked about that um, a little bit earlier, but what is kind of the, the significance about the fact that she's saying, why is singing something that we should take away from the story of Mary? Yeah, I mean, a couple things stand out to me here. One is this is what's known as Mary's Magnificat, um, because of, of verse 46, my soul magnifies the Lord, she says. And it's just often uh, thought of as one of the most beautiful and kind of awe-inspiring songs in, in all of Scripture. Uh, so that's the first thing we should pay attention to. But the second is, again, to really just build on that second point, like, Mary's not just serving. She is so excited for this opportunity. She is so uh, thankful she is so, uh, gl- she is just all, uh, all in on glorifying God as, as he is protecting his people and sending his Messiah. Like she's just so excited about that. And, uh, I think there's just an example here for us about praising God, right? Like even in the midst of what would have been a really tough situation, right? Mary's first thought isn't, oh man, how am I going to take care of this? Or, you know, oh, I'm going to, how am I going to explain this to Joseph? It's God is so good for doing this. I can not help but burst out into song to praise him. And uh, as someone who's been facing some struggles the past several months, right? My initial <clears throat> response uh, to something like this would not be song, right? Again, it's yeah, my initial thought when I'm having a bad day or when someone asks me to do something hard isn't, Oh God, I'm so thankful for how awesome you are and giving me this opportunity, right? But that's what Mary does. And again, there's just this radical example of someone who loves God so much that her whole life is captivated by who he is and what he's asking her to do. And uh, I just think it's it's an amazing example uh, for us too, right? Not that we have to be happy all the time, right? Because I don't think that's what Mary's doing, but... Uh, to recognize that, hey, when God shows up, when God is doing something, even if it's a hard thing, uh, we we should be able to sing and we should be able to praise him uh, as he does that. Yeah, Jacob, this is this is pretty awesome. Um, I, I just really encourage everyone to to kind of think about that. Like, you know, again, standing in and in, in who God's called you like we're we're, you know, children of God and knowing that. And, and knowing the importance of that. And so, like you said, because when he, when he does come to you with something to kind of have that radical, uh, uh, mentality to serve, like knowing where you stand with God and knowing that, man, th- this is such a awesome thing. Like, so 
even though sometimes it is hard or uncomfortable to be able to, to just, yes, I, I serve you, Lord. And then through that still, you know, also praising him and worshiping him and just being so thankful for him. That really is something that, man, I don't know. That's just some really, some really cool, some really cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and I will reiterate how I close this, right? Like, uh, in first Corinthians, Paul writes, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And, you know, one of the, one of the major points of this, that's what she said series is, Hey, like, don't forget about the women too, right? Like God speaks in and through, uh, women in, uh, scripture as well. We need to pay attention to what they say. Uh, and I really think that we can easily apply, uh, what Paul says to Mary here, right? Like Mary is a worthy example for us to follow as we follow her son, Jesus and, um, her standing and her serving and her singing are, I think are three of just these amazing ways that we can learn from her. And, uh, we can be reminded of what it can look like to follow Jesus. All right, guys, that's what we got. That, that, that's what she said. That is what she said. That's what Mary said. So, uh, Jacob, thanks for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you, Roger. Um, guys, if you want to reach us uh, on social media, Arise Church STL um, would be the only way to do it because that's what our, our, our name is on all social media platforms. So you sh- guys should totally do that. Um, if you want to reach out to us about anything, please do that. Um, yeah, if you want to do that, please do that. Um, even on um, our Instagram page, we have a. We I don't even know if you know, notice this. We got I got a link tree. I did it. notice that. So, I meant to tell you that. Yeah, yes, so, I love the link tree. It looks good. So you know we have things that take to take to the website, take you to prayer for the website. You know a lot of things, a lot of events, things that we have going. Um, so if you need any of that, feel free to go in there and do that. Um, Check we out. work very hard <clears throat> yes. to make our social media and our website helpful for you. Yes, yes, we really do. So uh, we're very intentional about that. And, um, yeah, it's something that we enjoy to do. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Um, now that we're doing we're doing a little bit more videos lately, so we, we have some, some, some pretty funny ones. We have a couple uh, Between Two Ferns uh, type satire type uh videos that i think uh are pretty funny people people have been been enjoying (laughs) yeah shall we say so uh definitely check that out um again uh if you're listening to the podcast we really appreciate that uh uh, just continue to do that share like subscribe all that good stuff um and that's all i got guys so we'll see you again on the arise podcast